0: Israel is a land of diverse cultures, religions, foods, music, and people. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he explores the devout and divine, the off-the-wall and outrageous, and everything in between. Right here on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman. This is the New Blue Review. Welcome back to the program. And i am happy to say we've got on the line PWE. Mkwabe, and, uh, she is, uh, she is the head of the Bonkle, uh, Africa Hub and is, would, would it be fair to call you a, a literacy activist? Does such a thing exist?
1: <laughs> I'd rather be called a storyteller slash literacy activist.
0: Okay, storyteller stroke literary activist. That will do, uh, for us. And, uh, I think certainly if one is going to be an activist, being a literacy activist is, not a, a bad idea. Not bad. Something to act um, to activate. Activate for. Um, in 2017, you formed an all-round female book club advocating for African literature and storytelling. Tell us what it was uh, that, that caused you to do, to decide to, to, to do this.
1: So the idea of me deciding to form a book club was just to bring together a network of women to, you know, have a platform where we could just share experiences and what better way of sharing experiences in a book club, you know. So I, I decided to gather a couple of women and we, we formed the book club and we I focused mainly on African literature because I, I'm of the view that our stories, our African stories aren't really advocated for the way they need to be advocated. So the book club was formed and we, we literally read stories written by African authors and mostly female African authors to rather, you know, um, empower women and ele- elevate African excellence.
0: Now, you know, book clubs back in the day was something that you did over a sort of polite cup of tea, maybe a glass of wine, uh, and, 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 and that's how, you, as how people did it, you shared the books. Uh, how does it work with, with your book club and have you been able to maintain it given the lockdown?
1: So it was not just an ordinary book club. So what we did was we had themes. Books were selected and then you, 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 when you read the book, you, you create themes for yourself. So, uh, you read a book like, uh, Nervous Conditions by Titi, a Zimbabwean author. You maybe, uh, theme it under patriarchy because that's what the book, uh, kind of like tries to send that strong message across and you we talk about patriarchy we relate it into our workspaces you know we bring it down into our communities into church spaces that's what we did when the book club was around um the book club was in 2017 yes so now there's no book club anymore
0: and is that because of the corona or is it just because uh because i'm going to talk to you about some of the other stuff that your your hub is doing but but uh, did you decide that it had run its course, or, uh, or, or and you had to move on to new things, or, or something, something else changed? I think
1: it was more of a balance of two. It, has, it had run its course, or maybe the vision took a different direction. Let me say so. I just uh, continued from the book club into the hub, like it was like a, a gateway into the hub. Now, but we right. we still I, I take some of the principles that were founded in the book club into the hub, and now they're elevated more in a broader scope, yes.
0: Okay, so, so in other words, the the, the the book club was was a nursery for, for the hub. Uh, yes. so, so give us a sense about what the hub is all about, what do you try and focus on now with it? Okay,
1: so the hub, it's, it's Bosale, Hub Africa. So the hub is basically a platform where we share stories of African women and children. You know, we share some of the social issues that are experienced by African women and children across the the African continent. So the idea was to focus on the African continent so that we can amplify these voices of these women. And now the the hub is starting to grow in a different direction, whereas we have women from Malaysia, women from India reaching out, wanting to share their stories with us. These stories can take the form of you know, I, I wrote a story uh, about a woman who is in the tech space, and she's she shared her experience in Nigeria, how the perceptions that she gets in that in that field. So you you have the woman in that, in, in Malaysia who wants to share that in 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 Malaysia there's not much patriarchy that is faced in Africa. So now we get this balance of this, this world that we're living in, it's, it's, we get, we, we kind of get this broader scope, yes.
0: So how does it, so how does it work, uh, in terms of sharing the stories? I mean, do people write, uh, write it down? Do you have events? How, how are you building that particular network?
1: So basically we reach out to these women. I reach out to them and I interview them. Like I, I, I don't just write a story. I interview them. We, we have sessions where we talk. About certain topics, if they 're comfortable about talking to them, some of these women just ask me to share their stories with them. Some organizations just reach out to me like our current projects that we 're working on we're working uh, with an organization that is based in Ghana, IAB Innovation Studio, where they reached out to me that i that I share the, the stories of um, this program called Sherock, where uh, the idea of the program is to Refine the skill set of women who have taken career breaks due to childbearing or family responsibilities. So I'm sharing, I'm in the program. However, I'm also writing well, some of these stories of these women on, on, on why they took career breaks. So it's organizations that reach out. It's people. It's, it's just anybody, whether I reach out to them, but mostly now they're starting to reach out to me
0: now how many people do you have in your uh, your network of cuz i'm assuming like you 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 reach out to these people uh, and then and then people join the sessions you're not just uh, talking to yourself so how big has the organization grown to
1: it's grown it's i don't even have a number but from just starting this year the number of networks in the different countries that we've already engaged in with it's probably over 10 african countries so far I've written and engaged with women with in Kenya, um, Namib, in Kenya, Nigeria, Ghana. We have Tanzania. We have um, there are quite a few. I'm just <laughs> thinking Botswana. <laughs> we have. I a mean, couple
0: it's of an people. it's an it's an interesting uh, point you're making. You know, you 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 the organization has this very uh, pan African focus, um, yeah. and 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 do you find your South Africa. Sometimes we think we're not part of the continent that our experiences are so different. I mean, do you find that women on the different parts of the continent uh, have, have similar stories to South Africa or is it very different?
1: I feel the stories are very similar. It's just that what I've seen with uh, the South African women, some of them are very reluctant to share their stories. Maybe they still are afraid they share them, but not as much as the women across the continent. The women across the continent, the women in Nigeria, are very ready to share their stories. But they are, the stories are very similar. You find when I when I interview the question, one of the questions that pop up is, um, uh, "What are some of the challenges that you face in your workspace?" And the, the generic answer is being oppressed, the, the the feeling of oppression is still experienced. You find that patriarchy still comes up. You find that um, they are not being uh, given roles, executive roles, and they, they work as hard, at, hard as they, their male counterparts. So the stories are quite similar. It's just that I'm finding with my organization that South African women are very reluctant when it comes to sharing. It's not that they don't want to share. I, I'm still trying to figure it out, let me say
0: and, and you, you're not sure why uh, that might be the case?
1: I'm not sure why. Like, I, uh, maybe they're worried about their reputations. I, I don't know because storytelling is is somewhat, let me say, sometimes it exposes. The whole concept of storytelling is that we also expose, and sometimes people don't want to expose too much. Others feel that um, maybe it kind of, like, dehumanizes them because some of the experiences that women face are...
0: Right, I'm with you. So there's uh, there's so, so in, interesting stories that are coming out of, uh, out, of out of the continent. Now, now you're also a writer, um, yeah. and and that's uh, you know a big part of your life. What, what kind of stuff do you like to write about?
1: Um, mostly social issues. If I see something that I don't approve of in my community, I will write about it. I write. I I will write about. Uh, Women empowerment, any social issues, maybe affecting women and children mostly, or the education space, because I'm very, I'm also very interested in the education space. I'm interested in, um, gender-based violence. If I, if I hear of something, I just give my view. So I'm always out looking around. I'm very observant of my community. I'm very observant. Wherever I, I walk in, I'm not oblivious. So I'm always looking around, not because I'm like this journalist. I'm not a journalist. I'm just always ready to share a story because that's just who I am.
0: Now, uh, what is your view? I mean, when we're talking about books and stories and, and all this, all these sorts of things in, um, in, in, in our communities. And, right? Would you say, as South Africans, that we're doing enough to promote reading and and the use of books in in our communities? And 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 what could we do, perhaps more, if 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 if, even if things are okay? I
1: I personally feel that we are not doing we are not doing so much. Um, You look at I engage with a lot of people, and I also engage with people on social networks, social media. Uh, You find people still. Uh, have this perception of reading that it's only uh, designed for you being like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's academic more than being leisure. You know, when I, I post some of the books that I read on my WhatsApp status, I get comments such as, Oh my goodness, you have so much time. You you read those books. Like, what are you doing with your life? And don't you go out? And I'm like, yes, I go out, but I, I make time for reading. So reading is not really made a priority. It's, it's, it's more, uh, academic mo- more than leisure. So we need to kind of change that perception and make it more of a leisure so that we can also reap the benefits of reading. And this also starts, this I believe starts in our homes. You look at an average home, like in a black community like myself, you, you find that there are no books there are no books to read. You find academic books, textbooks, but there's no other book to just pick up and read. So how are we supposed to um, nurture reading or, you know, improve our reading if there are no books at all? And how do we tell kids, uh, encourage kids to read when we don't have the material for them to read? And you also look at adults, probably people my age, um the investing in yourself I feel is also lacking uh, people would rather invest in something else other than reading and you find it frustrates me as an adult because um, I'm considered as selfish when I don't borrow people my books whereas I would rather refer you to this certain bookstore to go buy your own content so that you can read so what I propose is that we need to start t- buying content for you know, children to actually read and monitoring what they are doing online, you know, maybe decrease internet activities and more of
0: reading be, you know, encouraged. Yeah, and 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 what about actual content itself, right? Uh, you know, is is there a demand? I'm thinking here, a lot of books are in English. What about the other official languages? Is is that is that something which, which is also a challenge?
1: It's, 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 it's improving. It's improving. You're finding authors such as, I forgot this, Yandi, or so something. She's published in the Sipiso, under the Sipiso uh, publishing house. She publishes, um, books in Isikosa and I, Amanda Dabuza, Dabuza publishes in Isizulu. The, the, the content is, is improving. However, I don't know, I'm not sure, I'm still, trying to figure it out, who is it reaching? Is it reaching the, 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 the people that actually need this content? That's the question I'm still trying to answer as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Certainly uh, lots of challenges in this space, but sounds like you're doing some interesting work. So so what is uh, on at the moment? What can people look forward to? You've mentioned she Rock. Uh, uh Is there anything else coming on, on that side or other projects that you're working on?
1: So far, it's She Rock. We also have our podcast where some of these stories of these women will be shared, why they took career breaks, um, why uh, how, Why they're trying to get in the space of uh, the, uh, the work space currently. Also in She Rock, we also have unemployed women, okay,